ladies and gentlemen, damas y caballeros. Today, we have a very exciting show. Today, we have the limousine riding, beer brewing, stout drinking, well, most style drinking, the man, the legend, Tio Hunter of Crowns and Hops, my man. How well, are you? Just, just, just to correct you, all beer drinking. All beer drinking, baby. Uh, hey, and I'll, I'll tell anybody, I'm, I'm still sporting this V-dub right now, man. <laughs> I, I'm not limo status yet. Hell yeah. Hey, listen, I, I've been, like, I feel like, I don't think I've ever seen you arrive to a, to an event or a festival before, but I always assume you're, you're rolling in high class with shoes that cost more than my house, as a great Ric Flair nope. would say, you know, nope. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm rocking Vans and Pumas and Nikes and in, in this day and age, every once in a while, we're blessed to get uh, influence influencer kicks. Oh, that's so, right. Well, you know, here's the thing. I'm not much of an influencer. You know, I just show up and talk a little shit here and there, do a podcast. You know, you're the real influencer, man. How did you ever expect when you first jumped into this industry? Did you think that you would climb to the heights that you're at now? Because good God, you guys are like worldwide brand, bro. I see you guys everywhere. Martha Stewart just talked about you. I mean, come on. Did you ever think it would get here? Um, You know, it's, it's been an unfoldment. You know, um, you know, I would hope that everyone has an opportunity to unfold into what their their mission is in life. And that's exactly what you're seeing. And, and fortunately, I've been able to to know you have uh, hats off to you, man, because I know you have uh, been around the, uh, the industry in all sorts of ways, uh, but have definitely been a voice in the industry. So shout out to you and in your development and your, your journey as well, bro. Well, you've seen it from the beginning, man. Um, I don't remember exactly where or when I met you. I just remember hearing this booming voice at a bar at a festival, and I'm like, who is that? I need to hang out with that fucking guy. And then I met you, and um, at that time, you know, uh, uh, you were wearing Dope and Dank, and then the Black People Love Beer, and I was like, finally, because, I mean, you know... A lot of these tap rooms you go to, I mean, not now it is with the whole pandemic thing, but before all that stuff, I mean, you'd go to a tap room and it's like, what, 80% white dudes and like the one or two Latinos that are there or like the one black dude that's there. I mean, the one black dude, that was me. Yeah. And that, that's the thing. And I say that and I, you know, I, I'm not trying to be like, uh, you know, shitty or anything, but like one of, one of my really good friends, hey man, you know, you gotta, you gotta meet the phone, T.O. Bro, no, it's, it's, come it's on, my, man. I'm just kidding. Who's calling me? <laughs> Hey, oh, man. man. I, I feel like this is someone extremely important, and they're just going to have to wait. They're going to have to wait, baby. Yes. Um, but, but you know what? To answer your question, though, did I ever see this? Did, did Benny and I ever see this? Um, it, it Everything, again, it continued to unfold. You know, you, you can't see what's within the fold until it happens or, right, or right. until uh, you have an opportunity to to um, to grasp the, the significance of where you are in that given moment. So, you know, again, starting from Black People Love Beer, it was about recognizing the fact that there wasn't anybody being vocal about the lack of diversity in craft beer. And and that was from a consumer side, you know. And, you know, when you have a a phenomenal beverage, when you have a a phenomenal product and, and a lifestyle and community and you don't see your reflection in it, you know, that's a problem 
in, in my opinion, in, in Benny and I's opinion, that that can be addressed and started there. And then through Dope and Dank, um, you know, Dope and Dank kind of being the, the evolution of really it just being something that embraces culture, um, we, we quickly became aware that um, the next step would be creating our own space versus asking for permission to take space. Right, because you don't want to. You know, no one asks fucking permission. Screw that shit. You want to come in. You want to have your own space. So that's that's important. And that's Bro, that- when you're inviting a bunch of black people to a brewery and all you got is fucking Guns and Roses and and uh, Black Keys <laughs> and My Chemical Romance all the fucking time, like like bro, like can we get? Some earth, wind, and fire. Can we? Get- yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I love emo as much as the next guy, but it, it can Dang. it can be emo night every night. It's too emotional. It's too depressing. <laughs> you know, goddamn. I want to hear some like. Yeah, I, I love like. I know uh, there are a few times at the brewery where I've decided uh, at Pacific Plate where I'm working the tap room and I'm in charge of the music. I say, you know what, man, I'm listening to fucking classic rock today. I want to throw on some Tribe Called Quest or uh, Most Def, Twelve of uh, Quali, like. I want to hear like some really good rap and like I'll throw it on and then there'll always be that one freaking person's like, hey, man, this is a little, uh, it's a little vulgar. I'm like, listen, dude, go to the fucking arts and crafts shop down the street. Like if you want to listen to that music over there, like I'm trying to, you know, put on a good vibe here. People love this music. I got a challenge for you, Javi. Please do. And, and we have not done a lot of podcasts. We haven't. We've done a few interviews. Um, but one of the reasons why um, I was excited to get on here with you is because I feel like I don't have to hold any punches back. I, I feel like I can be very um, specific and, and authentic in my responses to you. So I challenge you as an interviewer to swing for the fences, brother. Like, 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 let, let, let's, let's get into some work. And, and let's, oh, okay. Uh, all right. like, 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 like I got you, homie. Like, like fuck the vanilla shit, dude. Yeah. Save the vanilla for the bright tank. <laughs> yeah, for beers like this one, by the way, thanks to Ogopogo. Um, I got the uh, the recent release of The Black is Beautiful, which is such an amazing, amazing program. Um, and speaking of swinging through the fences, say? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, oh, hey, there you go. Cheers, brother. Now. All right, look. So, so don't, don't, don't be too upset at me right now. I literally have one day on like this kind of no beer thing that I've been doing. Like no, since no, COVID, I've, I've been going ham. So uh, I, I'm here to show people that there's other things we can do with the BPOB pint glass. Perfect. Like it's a nice pint, pint of water right there. Cheers. Mm. Swinging for the fences. You know what? I'll go ahead and ask you, man. Um, Something I noticed, and I could be wrong. Maybe I didn't see enough posts, but did it? Was it interesting to you to see that there were a lot of breweries that kind of like? And then we talked about the software a little bit uh, about mm-hmm. using the word ally, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you noticed, I noticed personally, um, especially here in LA, our breweries kind of took a minute to kind of like get on this, and I think it's. You know, I'm not trying to put anyone on blast here. I mean, like you said, I'm gonna just go out for the fences here. It, it, it was a little weird. It was a little weird. Like you, we all knew what this was. Like this is a very wonderful thing for charity, helping people out, helping the protesters. There's so much that needs to be done, and I feel like if you're gonna claim to make beer for the community, then you should fucking step up and fucking take part in it. And I feel like it, it 
it sort of bummed me out a little bit that some of these LA breweries kind of took their time to jump on. What do you think? Bro, if if you felt strange about it, you can only imagine how heartbroken um, Benny and I were. Um, heartbroken, bro. Um, we're talking about breweries that we have led tastings, um, uh, uh, tours, um, and it, it created our own craft beer pop-ups. I, I mean, dude, when you, when you talk about the championing of a community um, that had no real intention ever for, from what we could tell to, to create a path of entry and or a path of, um, of, of understanding that they also belong to the community uh, to, to see the silence um, was, was, was deafening and, and it was heartbreaking, bro. Um, you know, and, and intentionally, Benny and I didn't say anything just to see how long it took. And, um, and it, it, it it was, um, you know, we did our, our best to lead, you know, with, with what our position was. I mean, we do not have a brick and mortar. So I'm sure that there are a ton of people that could come up with reasons why they wouldn't receive us as the lead in the LA craft beer community to um, at least, uh, investigate uh, something that could be uh, hurting, defining, um, uh, impacting uh, the black community. But uh, to kind of close up my thought, um, being one of the most diverse craft beer regions on the planet, um, it was embarrassing to um, to in that moment to to see that there was a void of, of individuals specifically individuals that utilize culture and their naming conventions mm-hmm. on their labels uh in their rhetoric i don't give a fuck if you use dope one fucking time <laughs> in anything you do in craft beer then you're you're leveraging the culture of black people and for, right. for the community to be silent on that was an embarrassment yeah i think it's you know I'm, I'm, i've been trying to understand why in terms of like why would they take so long this should be something that is that like, me? No, it's probably me. I'll, what in the well, hell? Well, I don't. I, this is my computer, bro. I don't know. <laughs> but like, uh, it, it's it's one of those things we're talking about. I, we were having a kind of meeting with Hopped LA people, and that's one of the main things we're talking about. Like, you know, we haven't seen a lot of breweries that are this fucking bells and drive me nuts. Uh, we were talking about like how little response there was, and and you know, there's some like. Uh, other half did theirs, but I think they're one of the first ones I saw that did it. I know it came from Texas, I think. Well, like, it came from the homie Marcus. Uh, I've known Marcus Baskerville for years. Oh. Uh, we uh, belong to a group of craft beer enthusiasts. And to be frank, he was the first black craft beer professional that, that I actually had a, an opportunity to connect with um, and, and just to, I mean, just to geek out with. Right. Um, but, but it, ironically, we had did we, we had done a um, a kick it with crowns with Marcus maybe about two weeks prior to um, Weathered Souls kicking off Black is Beautiful. Um, what a lot of people don't know is he he did reach or um, he reached out to the other half. Mm-hmm. Another half, um, uh, Sam actually gave them a leg up with regards to how to um, effect efficiently launch Black is Beautiful. Hats off to to um, other half utilizing their resources to really um, 
uh, helped the the Weathered Souls team, you know, launch this successfully. Right. And has it, I mean, even though you were initially disappointed, has it been kind of better or at least do you feel a little like, okay, you know, how do you feel now that some of these breweries are actually starting to, you know, starting to do this brew? Like, does, has it changed your opinion about it at all? Or are you still a little like, come on, guys, we can do better? Um, well, I think Black is Beautiful stands for something very specific, which is criminal justice and 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 drawing a drawing an awareness and raising capital as it relates to the efforts of those um, raising awareness about police brutality, about race systemic racism um, that essentially is at the root of um, of uh, police brutality and and murder. You know, straight up. You know, I, I think you know it was crazy when we posted about it. Uh, you know, the first thing that we posted was "I can't breathe," mm-hmm. and and that you know it was like immediate. I think it was like within twenty four hours. And, and, and I think one, as a black man in this country, you know, there was pain, there was initial pain and mourning and Benny and I struggled. We struggled with that. I didn't, I didn't know what to post. I didn't know if posting something made sense, but then Javi, it was really important for us to realize we are not just an influencer anymore. We're not just someone talking about beer. We are a craft brewing brand. You're a movement, if anything. You know, you know what I'm saying? And, oh, yeah. and we realized in that moment that it was our responsibility as a community-based business to speak about our community. And then once we leaned into that, it was like it was a no-brainer. And then we just sat back and we, and we watched. So, so, but, but to answer your question, Black is Beautiful is very specific to criminal justice and to raise awareness. Um, what I think the craft beer industry truly needs to investigate as being community-based businesses is the why criminal justice reform is even needed in the first fucking place straight up. And right. and that, that is consistent work. That is that that's work that's going to take generations to, to actually do. I think what's, yeah. what's sad about everything is like, God, we're still arguing about this. We're still mm-hmm. arguing still like, it somehow turned from um, a human rights issue to now it became like this whole political thing and everyone's arguing about the wrong things and no one's looking at like the base of the problem. Like there's a group of people whose only crime amongst all of these murders is their only crime is the color of their skin. And it's still not about that. These people are like arguing about political things. Oh, it's about reelections, all this, all this other stuff. And it's it's so easy nowadays you know well, um, well think about think about what people do to not talk about something they'll, they'll normally steep it in something that creates it that that turns it into something that's taboo you know if you're talking about your neighborhood looking fucked up that's not a problem but once you say it looks fucked up because of religion then all of a sudden you can't talk about it anymore right. that's what they were doing to diversity and inclusion um oh, excuse me, that's what they were doing in di- diversity and inclusion efforts as a rate relates to craft beer this was murder in a community by the individuals that are are charged with protecting the community that's not political you know um but 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 again to br- bring this back to craft beer um uh, and just to kind of let you know what we're doing we we in the next couple of weeks are going to be launching an, an effort that really speaks to the next steps. 
Um, you know, we've already um, spoke about it um, in Forbes and in a few other articles, uh, but we have a program that we're working on um, coupled with uh, BrewDog, which is a partner. Um, and shout out to BrewDog. Shout out to Cloudwater. Um, a lot of these motherfuckers. I mean, we did a, um, a kick it with crowns. With, um, Wait, give me one second. The messages keep coming in. The bings. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Sorry, Teal. Keep going. Um, yeah, but we did a um, <laughs> we did a, a uh, Instagram live with Paul Jones from Cloudwater. Yeah. And what I tell you, that dude was so on point with regards to his position. Mm-hmm. And it was, again, it was disappointing to know that in a country that that is supposed to lead the charge on being progressive mm-hmm. um that it was it's been so difficult to wrap our minds around what it means to truly be a community-based business supporting human beings first right it's it's uh it's funny but well i feel like it's very easy to kind of forget what all this is about with all this constant whirlwind whirlwind of the covid night of covid 19 stuff mm-hmm with the protests, with um, every day, there seems to be new videos um, coming out. How do you sort of digest all that while also trying to launch this big program to help with those sort of issues? Um, What we have the ability to do as craft beer business owners is truly be the voice of the community. And when you're the voice of the community, you don't just represent the individuals that just so happen to stumble upon your craft beer, you also have the ability to vocalize um, individuals in a community that do not have access to resources. Um, you know, essentially, have, we, we almost become a case study for what it means to accomplish racial equity within our industry. Right. Um, I don't think we realized that that was what we would be, but with the, the help of like some amazing individuals, Simone, uh, Simone Washington, who was the head of DNI for Ben and Jerry's mm-hmm. um, gave us an amazing document that was uh, created by the WK Kellogg foundation that um, is called a business case for racial equity. And when we investigate that document, what we discover is when you focus on diversity and when you focus on ensuring that everyone has resources, um, the, uh, the ability for society to be most productive is is uh is realized Mm -hmm. so so when you think about it in those terms then people i think have the ability to take out the concept of it being charitable or taking out the concept of about uh helping someone and and giving them a leg up so that they can eventually beat you you know and and that's kind of where and and let's talk about la craft beer for a minute i think that rhetoric has been extremely prominent with regards to the lack of la on la like collaborations or whatnot it's just been this you know if you get a a step ahead then i'm two steps behind and right and that that's that thinking is is more systemic in our in our american culture than anything Mm -hmm. you know uh giving someone a leg up or giving someone uh access to resources that's not damning you that's 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 enriching your community, enriching your industry, you know, and, and giving more possibilities that people that you know might not have it. Like I think, um, what's his name? Oh, Garrett, Garrett from Brooklyn Brewery. Garrett Oliver. Yep. He just announced the, uh, I think it's a scholarship for the Michael Jackson uh, scholarship or something like that. Um, that's supposed to help people of color 
of different backgrounds to sort of, you know, have that, have those opportunities in beer, because let's face it, it's not available for people like us. Like, you know, it's, it's not always easy. So I, anytime I, when I saw that, I that made it so fucking heartwarming. Like, this is what we need. Yep, that, that that actually, believe it or not, was announced uh, about a couple of months ago. Oh, really? Shit, I just found yeah, out yeah. about it. <laughs> well, I'm a black dude, man. I should pay attention <laughs> to black dudes, brother. I mean, shit, Garrett Oliver not only is a G with uh, with respect to the craft beer community, but definitely, I mean, when I tell you pouring a beer for Garrett, um, and just kind of like like sidestep the conversation for two seconds and we'll get back on. Yeah. Bro, that was the most humbling fucking moment in the world. Uh, we're at Fresh Fest 2019, and um, you know we're putting up our crowns and hops tent. And dude, I just look across the freaking um, the gallery, the freaking mall, and I just see the hat. I'm yeah. like, oh, oh my gosh, shit. <laughs> so of course I'm like, man, I gotta go. I I don't know when I'm gonna be able to talk to him again. And I ran. I introduced myself. I, I was like, man, if you're available, come get a pour. And then I just left him alone because I'm like, man, I don't want to get. You know, I don't want to get snubbed by right. the G, you know, <laughs> and and then the dude proceeds to walk over to us, to our tent. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, what's about to happen? Uh-huh. And, and we had a really great opportunity to connect. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's, a, he's a gentleman. He's a he's a scholar. And, you know, he this he's not been he, he has always talked about these things and these elements as it relates to being a brewer in society. But you also got to consider the fact that he also didn't have a black people love beer, a black brew culture, um, uh, uncapped everything, like this tidal wave of individuals that were ready to take his 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 methods and his philosophy and apply them, you know? Right, right. And, I mean, come on, the guy, Brooklyn Lager is one of the best loggers for me personally. Yeah, the, he actually is launching that effort in tandem with Uncle Nearest, um, which I don't know if you're familiar with that, but that is the Tennessee whiskey brand um, that was uh, launched as it relates to, um, it wasn't Jim Bean, I'm sure I'm going to screw this up, but there's another uh, Tennessee whiskey um, that was, the recipe was actually um, spawned from a black man Mm -hmm. um, and no one knew about it up until um till re- recently so it's two programs that they have one through garrett um as it relates to brewing and one through uh uncle nearest as it relates to distilling no yeah i mean it's it's a wonderful wonderful thing and you know what's funny is um when we talk about you know black artists black entrepreneurs you turned me on to one of my favorite rappers mm. who, who became my one of my favorite rappers uh chris classic Chris Classic. That's the he, that's the man. That's the homie. He jumped. He was on one of your stories. Uh, wow, I think it was in front of Mumford, and you were like doing a beat off of Mumford's mm-hmm. wall, and yep. he just did like this freestyle, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And then I was listening to his music, and then he's uh, he makes uh, cologne, and now like yeah, he makes all kinds of stuff. But he ended up becoming like one of my uh, favorite rappers. Uh, for you, how important is music to to beer? Um, as far as me, I mean, well, shit, first of all, hip hop is everything to me. Um, I mean, you know, being an eighties baby, you know, growing up when NWA was dropping, you know, easy E too short. Um, you know, it, 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 it's at the fabric of, of who we are, you know? And I think anybody in beer, um, from Sam at dogfish from, from, you know, uh, many other 
uh, phenomenal breweries around the country attribute music to a lot of their philosophy um, in a way that they're able to connect with the community that they come from. So, you know, it's intrinsic to our brand. You know, um, you know, I can't say that you'll never see some um, some hip hop uh, uh, naming conventions in our brand. Um, but the reality is it's, it's in our DNA, mm-hmm. you know. So so for, I think, craft beer uh, to be a vehicle for humans to really um, communicate their beliefs, their ideals, uh, the things that are most important to them. I think music is is a natural vehicle to do that, and and clearly hip hop, jazz, R and B um, is definitely uh, important to that to that you know that that idea. I think one of my favorite aspects about all your posts that you do. Um, I remember specifically uh, a post you did for the I forget which anniversary of Noble, um, but it what you posted like this this video of you with like the records and the balloons. I think that year was like their sixth party with like balloons or something. And you did this whole thing. And I was like, how fucking cool is that? Because no one else does that kind of content. Only you do. And like, you always pick like the best music. Where do you find this music from? Well, 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 one shout out to Benny, uh, because Benny Ashburn, the CEO of crowns and hops, um, her background is in traditional advertising and marketing. She, the only reason she's out here in California is because Beats by Dre moved her out here to build out their um, internal creative team. No way. Um, yeah, dude. That's so awesome. you, know, you, you can almost say what Beats did to headphones, Crowns and Hops is doing for beer. Woo! And and, um, and and we we believe in that. We we understand that that music, um, that content, um, is is a is a, a vehicle in which to not only reach our community but to reach people that might be unfamiliar with craft beer. So we utilize that formula in order to not project ourselves, but project craft beer culture as well. Right. When, when you first, like, let's, let's turn the clock back a little bit. When you were first doing the crowns and hops and you were first like kind of making your, your presence known, was there a little bit of trepidation on your part? Like, cause you said like, you know, and Garrett, all the people like that didn't have the, you know, the 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 movement the t-shirts like the the overall message and you were developing it how was it at the beginning like were, was there a little bit of trepidation on your part to sort of like be out there or were you just said fuck it let's just fucking go let's see what happens bro we've always been like fuck it yeah I, i've never <laughs> yeah, once known you to be a shy person like, yeah, since yeah. the first time i met you i was like that's fucking teal teal's in this motherfucker let's go drink with him and, and like here's the thing dude we um kind of going back to benny and i in our background uh, my background was in creative production uh, with the entertainment industry. So with Paramount, Universal, Miramax, the, the studios and whatnot, both of us had always been the only ones in the room, the only black folks in the room a lot of times, pitching ideas, uh, building individuals, brands and, and, and companies. So one of the things that we realized in creating Black People Love Beer, Dope and Dank, Crowns and Hops, is it was ours. We could literally take all the ideas and all the concepts and all the formulas that we had created for others and apply them to ourselves. So the, the, the thought was there is no wrong, you know, not that it's a hundred percent right, but we're going to, we're going to go at it authentically. We're going to go at it fearlessly. 
and, you know, and, and correct ourselves, you know, on the way up. Um, and, and hopefully that, that also comes out to with what we're doing with crowns and hops. It's, mm-hmm. it's be fearless, man, because as soon as you start working that muscle of they're not going to get it or they're not going to fill it or they're not going to understand is when you start subduing um, and, and reducing your authenticity. And you're so, doubting yourself. Uh, yeah. Like it's just, you gotta be confident. Yep. Yeah. You gotta be confident and, and you have to be comfortable in your own skin. No pun intended. You know, right, uh, right. It, I, I can't tell you how many times that, that I've been taught in, in my, in my previous professional life that my idea is not worthy that, 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 you know, that the ideas are that, the projection of my culture may not be accepted. And it took a while, Hav, I mean, honestly, to dispel that 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 idea because that, that you know, going back to the original conversation, that's like white privilege at the end of the day. If you got an idea and you're white, you say that shit. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you, know, you, you know, you go hard on it. You go hard in the paint. And there's always kind of been this, this thing of like, nope, not, nah, that's too black. Nope, that don't... You know, don't grow your beard too long. That don't don't grow your hair. Don't comb your hair out. Don't right. show any more. You know, there's always been this subduing, and and the way Benny and I look at it is, is crowns is 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 meant to just be us out loud. Period, bro. Which it should be. I mean, it's, it's I mentioned earlier how you know you go to some tap rooms and a lot of it's predominantly white. You get you know the few people of color in there. I mean, it's something that I've I've learned. Um, you know, because we, we're all learning, we're all being educated through all of this stuff. And you're talking about allyship and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when I was talking to one of my best friends, Steve. Um, I think you met him before. Um, great guy, and like, we were talking about tap rooms, and I was like, "Well, you know, like, yeah, there, there is a little bit of a diversity, a diversity problem, but it's, it's it's not that bad, you know. You get a few, you know, you get white folks, you get a Mexican guy and a black guy, and he's like, well, see, you're not black. You don't see like what I see." And it, and it it, it, it it took a little bit of education on my part to understand, like, I see where you're coming from. Because for him, yeah, he goes to a tap room and he's, like, the only black dude there. Mm. And, like, you get a bunch of white dudes, maybe another Mexican from, you know, if, like, that I can kind of relate to. But it's, like, and it's gotten a lot better over the past uh, few years. And I do credit a lot of it to you because you gave people, like, you, you know, that one person that loves beer. They're like, hey, Tio and Ben, you're there. Like, I should be more comfortable. Like, they have this whole thing. And then you started doing your your uh, parties, your um your your events that you would do. Um, how when did you realize that your message was coming through, and you're starting to see more um, a more uh, diversified group of people coming to these tap rooms? I, I could tell you actually the moment. Um, it was the 2018 uh, uh, L.A. Beer Week. Mm-hmm. And and that 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 year, um, uh, Franny asked me to be like the MC of the. I the remember event. that. And um, you know, I have been going to LA craft beer festivals probably, I guess, for the previous three four years because again, I'm I'm still relatively new to LA craft beer to craft beer in general. You know, we we just jumped in with both feet once we realized there, there was an opportunity to expand it. But there was this moment, and I remember. Back in like 2015, when I went to my first craft beer festival, and there were literally two people, two black people there, period, mm-hmm. in the entire festival. And I remember there was this moment in 2018, and um, you know, I grabbed the mic, and, and, and a fucked up thing happened too because I told the DJ, I'm like, hey, can you put on like some hip hop or 
or something like that. And he was like, nope. I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I was like, but, but dude, there are a lot of moments like that that I never project. It, it just, it, it's a waste of fucking time what? to dig on it. You know, what but, shenanigans. What the fuck? But, 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 but when, it, when it ended up happening, I got the mic and I was like, yo, I just want to make uh, an announcement. I just got to say that I love this beauty and this diversity. So if you love it and you wit it, and you fuck with black people love beer, brown people love beer, raise your, your, your glasses in the air, and literally the whole fucking LA beer. And, and when you look at the arms raised, there were so many black and brown and tan, and I mean, it was it was super emotional, dude, and I'll never forget that moment because I was like, holy shit, it's happening. Oh, it's dude. It's happening, bro. If it's, I mean, it's it's any more evident than when you go to a beer festival. Good luck trying to find Tio because he's fucking gone, you know. And I, I've known you for a few years, and every time I see you, I'm like, oh, there's Tio. Hey, Tio. Oh shit, I have to go fucking catch up to him, and then I gotta run. But then you're like some other tent, your other tent, dude. You're everywhere. You're everywhere. Hey, look, do I, 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 I love this first and foremost, dude? Like, you know that I'll never forget one of the first hard conversations that I had. Ironically, it was in a noble. Um, the noble uh, tap room, and Alex. yeah, I was sitting. I was sitting there, and I was. It was. It was one black dude, and he's like, "Tio, black people love it," you know. And we sat down, and then we just sat and had a beer. And this one white dude, this older white dude, um, was very forthcoming. He's like, "I don't get it." You know, my parents pulled themselves up from their bootstraps. You know, I own my home; they own their homes, and blah blah blah, and this and that. I don't understand why you just can't do what my people did. And I had to break down to him. I'm like, you know. It was public and private po- policy up until the early 70s to not even give qualified black men and women loans. Right. So if, if you think about that and the collateral effect of being forced into a paradigm of renting and leasing and what that what that shows the 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 next generation, um, you can understand how the systemic racist activities of individuals that would even expose a community to how they could have a path of ownership could even be a thing. And he was like, he was like, wait, what? And I was like, bro, I'm like, just Google it. Mm-hmm. And and in that moment, he, he was like, I never considered it like that. You know? So again, this is a community that in my opinion is more available to transformation um, that has the ability to show that to other industries and other communities probably far more quickly than than you know other industries that are out there because we're again we're community based you know mm-hmm. and i think one of the things that you did uh for the community that I, I i adored um not only were you you know trying to show people like hey you know this is the beer community and we're welcome to everybody and i feel like there are a lot of industries that aren't i feel like we have our problems but craft beer is in general like I feel like there's so much room for diversity, and I feel like a lot of us do welcome it. Like I know for me personally, like you know, I, I'm a Mexican dude. There aren't that many of us in in in, in beer either. Like everyone ex- expects me to fucking like Mexican lagers, and that's it. And there'd be surprised, like you know, we we love our IPAs too. You know, brown people love beer. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, one of the things I think you did uh, that, um, not only like uh, it, it impressed me, it amazed me when you when you finally got black people love beer in a can. And I know we're running a little bit short on time here, but I want to talk a little bit about the process of getting that beer. Oh, baby, getting that beer. Like how, how like 
gratified or like what were the feelings when you finally like when you saw that first can roll off the canning line and you lift it and you're like that's my fucking label man that's that's me right here bro not that that wasn't it at all um, no in my mind was i can't wait to see people have their beer like like, like that that i mean bro i mean to your point you got to imagine how many beverages there are in the world that people can can call their own mm-hmm. to say this is mine. Up until this point, dude, it's been fucking forties and bullshit. You know I remember what I'm you, have a, you had a sticker that said "fuck the forty ounce." Oh yeah, fuck hell yeah, that. I still have that on my computer. <laughs> hell yeah, motherfucker. Um, but 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 to me, dude, and, and we and we even wrote it on here. You know, um, BPOB was created six years ago out of the noticeable lack of black and brown people in craft beer. Today, BPOB has become a global industry. This beer is for you. You know, it, it, it it's and and I I hope that this comes off, and and I hope that it doesn't come off as as um, not genuine. But but bro, we do this one hundred percent for for black and brown motherfuckers that have been doing this well before we've been doing it, mm-hmm. and individuals that are, are looking for a path into it, and and we, we will always take that position. You know, so this beer was absolutely for the people. Um, we, 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 we're going to make it a flagship beer as well. Um, because we believe that much in it. Um, but, but it was, it was, a, it was a proud moment. It was, a, it was, a, it was a, a, a humble moment. Um, but you know, we're going to keep improving. We're going to keep improving on the recipe. Um, but it will be one of our flagships and you know, we're going to keep rocking with it, bro. Yes. I love that fucking beer, man. And it's something I saw, uh, you know, you could find articles about TO everywhere. Forbes. Martha Stewart just did one, and on the Martha Stewart site, they were talking about how uh, you're going to do a West Coast IPA as well and a Pilsner, correct? Kinda? Yeah. Um, where? So, is- so how is that? Is it still going to be, you know, while you're trying to get your brick and mortar, are you gonna, is it going to be the same thing? You're going to be are you going through Eagle Rock? Are you going to be go, going through different breweries? What's going to be like? Yeah, we have a couple of brewers that we're interviewing now um, that we're working with. Um, the goal is to maintain a consistent cadence mm-hmm. uh, we, again uh, through contract brewing um, and to focus on um, facilities that can nail styles you know um, because again uh, you know I, I'm not a brewer by trade you know I, I you know like to think that I have a, a fairly refined palate and that I can um, express what I would hope to achieve at the end mm-hmm. uh, know we are right now really reliant on on brewing teams you know our goal will be to hire um a brewing team once uh, crowns and hops has the ability to open because i mean let's be honest and you understand this uh, as being a brewer yourself mm-hmm. being a brewer is an obsession an obsession so it, much it is, work you have to love it you have bro, to love it when i when i was brewing with kip at lal works dude there were times to where i would wake up in the middle of the night and Wonder if I like close the tank tight. I can't tell you how many times I set that temperature right on the wrinkle. Oh, fuck. I don't remember. Man, dude, oh. dude, it is an obsession. So, um, you know, we definitely want to afford someone who has dedicated their lives right. to that, um, an opportunity to, to, to brew for us, to brew mm-hmm. with us. Um, but we, we will have um, a West Coast IPA. Um, we're going to have a a Pilsner. Um, we're going to lean towards an Italian style, which is my mm, favorite. Mm, mm, um, mm, you know, mm. And stout, um, along with 
RBPLB Hazy IPA. We have a, a bunch of collaborations on deck um, that we're super excited to to work on and introduce as well that we'll also be doing our version of as well. Um, so, so we have a lot of things coming up um, in uh, for, for 2020 to keep people excited um, about crowns. Right, right. Now, uh, before I let you go, because I only have to have a quick thing, um, uh, how about the tap room? Is there anything on that yet? Are we still kind of figuring that out? Yeah, let's just say we have uh, we'll have more specific information dropping in the upcoming months. Uh, I can yeah, tell wait. you, it's still one hundred percent Inglewood. Um, I can tell you uh, that there'll probably be a few stages before we open the actual brick and mortar, but right. uh, we will be building from scratch, um, which I think will afford us an opportunity to do some very special things. Um, and, oh, yeah, and again, hats, hats off to everybody that's, that's, that's cranking right now. Um, you know, we are absolutely going to take lessons out of this moment. Um, you know, I think enough can't be said about um, breweries that are able to survive and, um, and, and also the breweries that have not, you know, mm-hmm. you know, shout out to the Thunderhawk team in, in San Diego, one of the only other black owned breweries in, in, the, in the state unfortunately had to close their doors, um, which I think, you know, before, you know, I, I get off, you know, I, I really do want to make the point of that this conversation around black lives needs to also happen around black equity as well. Absolutely. And, and, and I think once people start understanding that that is also a derivative of, of, um, of systemic racism, the fact that we don't have equity in a country that we literally built. Um, 100%. It's, 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 um, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking to think that anybody would have a problem with achieving it. So, um, so what you're going to be seeing from Crowns and Hops and our partners in the upcoming uh, two weeks um, is going to be a, a very specific effort towards black equity in craft beer and in the uh, ecosystem of craft beer. Fuck yes. I'm looking forward to it. Man, Tio, this has been an absolute fun chat. Thank you so wait, 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 much. Real quick, before, before you chime up, because because I, I got to ask you, dude. Yes, of um, course. Well, I, I, that's why I know you have, the, you have the ghost. That's why I don't want to yeah, like. No, no, yeah, yeah, I got it. Um, yeah, I, we could do a couple of. Yeah. What, what has your life been like, dude? Because, I mean, it, I, when we first met, I mean, you were just like you were doing a lot of the content and the podcast for um, the full planet right, at the time, right. and then all of a sudden, I turned around and you were this fucking bearded, dirty ass, <laughs> fucking uh, glorified janitor brewer. You know? <laughs> and, 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 and dude, it was like it was like watching you. I mean, because obviously, you know, I love craft beer and I yeah. love the community. I love the alchemy of beer making. Like to see you like almost transition and like stripped down to this brewer. Like what has that journey been like? For dude, you, dude, it's, it's been insane. Cause like, you know, you know, man, I started off as a, as a strictly a writer and a podcaster and a photographer. And I would go to these events and I met you and I'm, and I met all these amazing people in this, in this community. I'm like, you know, I want to be a part of this. And I, I feel like I kind of was in a way. And then I was like, you know, I feel like being in the beer media, and doing and actually working in the industry are two different things, you know. And yeah, but yeah. so like, I decided that when I started homebrewing, I'm like, you know, I really want to like make this like a thing. So I would, I mean, I, I by then I already had a few friends in the beer industry, so I was just like, 
what do I need to do? Like, what do I, oh, read this, read this. Read. So I just started reading as much as I can. And eventually a brewery, Pacific Plate Brewing, gave me a chance to come in and clean a few tanks and clean a few things. So I've been very lucky to to have done that. And yeah, to make a long story short, um, honestly, to me, one of, one of my biggest inspirations is, is you. Because when I, when I when I first met you, you were... You're running around and and you were you had the dope and dank shirt and I was like that's amazing like we need more of him and then you went from like being sort of this influencer to kind of being ahead of this movement and I think it has grown into a movement and I think it's a very beautiful thing because we need this we need voices like you Tio we do dude, when I dude, saw I, you I, on um on uh the show you did with uh fucking um what's what's that show the beer uh Beerland. And you yeah. were you were you were a guest judge on one of those, yeah. And then you started doing more of the content, and like just the more and more you're doing, and then you did your beer, and then you announced you know the brewery. I was like, it, it, to me, it almost felt like we kind of grew together in a way, even though did I think you've been in the game a little bit longer. Bit. But like we were there, like I kind of we watched each other sort of grow into. Yep. Now we're both sort of we're we are deep in this industry, and 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 yeah, and, and, and Tio, I told you this, you know, when we first started talking about like doing this interview. But man, like, I am so proud to call you not only one of my really good friends, but a contemporary. Because, man, I'm so proud to have this community here in LA in particular that I get to be a part of, and I think you are a very valuable part part of that. And I think what you're doing is beautiful. And all I can say is, I'm right there with you, support you, man. This is Dude, a I, wonderful. I, thing. I appreciate it. We, we weren't the first, and we sure as fuck will not be the last. Hell no. I mean, Dope-ass book. I don't know if people actually read. It's called Emergent Strategy. Um, like, all these ideas, uh, when I tell you, like, yes, yeah, some of them are my own, but they are modeled off of individuals that do a much better job of articulating next steps than I can. Um, so all I tell everybody out there that is focused on um, diversity, inclusion, black equity, social equity, everything is, the information is fucking there. Stop fucking people for it especially people that are already tasked with building out their own dreams and do the work it's there it's there get it get that shit just like T- my boy Tio did Tio you fucking got it and you're gonna keep getting it um, again thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today I know you gotta go you're a very busy man check out Crowns and Hops um, check out their website you guys have a website right social media all that fun stuff at crownsandhops.com so check them out. Uh, on everything, pretty much. Hell yeah, dude! So uh, check up on the website. Be informed. Educate yourself. Educate your friends. This is a very interesting and beautiful time we're in. This is rebuilding. Is. You know, L.A. You know, we 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 lost we lost Obama. We we, we lost our, our our star basketball player. And now we got to rebuild. We're in the rebuilding phase, folks. All right, this is a beautiful time. So yep. the take people. the time. Learn. Educate yourself. But most of all. Enjoy good fucking beer. My right, Tio? <laughs> Benny would be excited that I did that sound. Yeah. <laughs> Again, Tio, thank you so much. You beautiful man. I, my dude. Love you, man. Love you, man. We'll talk soon. Cheers. Cheers, brother.